Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros, of course. I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambrain. I'm joined, as always, by my brother, my partner, super producer, Hollywood Big Shot, on the west side of Los Angeles, Nando Vila. What's going on, brother? How's it going, man? Doing all right? You know? Just fucking out here. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm rounding out my, my latest East Coast road trip. I feel like a baseball player. Um, except without the road beef, Nando. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> just, <laughs> just city to city, you know, a week at a time. Um, but yeah, man, on today's show, we wanted to get into the Republican debate. Um, none of these jokers are going to win the nomination. Uh, no. If you look at any freaking poll, they're absolutely getting creamed by Donald J. Trump. But, you know, these these folks, people don't realize this, but there is like utility in just being in it, just being somebody who is on that stage ups your profile amongst a whole cast of corporate characters. And so it's in their best interest to be it's actually in their personal best interest to do this clown show and embarrass themselves like this, even if they (laughs) don't win. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a unique situation, though. Like, this is unprecedented, what's happening right now. Yeah, um, it's unprecedented. <laughs> it's unprecedented where there's just, you know, the there's a there's a former president who's now the front runner who is not even who's not even like, engaging with them. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because usually the bump that you get, even if you're like a joker on one of those stages is the fact that you're on the same stage with 
you know, the yes, person big who, guys. Is, who is ultimately the going to be the nominee or the president or whatever. Like just the fact that at some point there's a picture of you and, you know, Pete Buttigieg was on stage with Joe Biden debating him, you know, or whatever. And like that's, you know, that that ups his profile dramatically. But none of these jokers get to stand next to Trump uh, because he won't even <laughs> participate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, like the, the same more broad storylines as always. I mean, they're all absolutely insane. I mean, this guy, Vivek Ramesh, Ramesh, Ramalama Ding Dong. Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. Um, is really maybe like the most annoying person that's ever lived. Um, there's that <laughs> clip of him saying that, look who's moderating this debate tonight. It should be Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, and Joe Rogan. And it's like, man, you are way too online. You know, like you are way too online for your own good to have any prayer of, of doing anything meaningful. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the only benefit of these things is just to see, just to kind of get a, some sort of sick pleasure in seeing them all um, really fucking drowning. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not as if like, um, <laughs> if you, if you have a problem with say the, the Dems and you're just like, yo man, this sucks. I wish they would like do something better than what they're doing. Uh, it's like, no, um, this is not the, the alternative to be honest, like this, this is not what you want. Uh, these guys are like, if you think Joe Biden's foreign policy is way too hawkish and way too, um, you know, flippant about the death of innocence, then man, if you turn on that debate and hear what these jokers have to say about it, they're even more bloodthirsty. Uh, they, they're going back to the type of rhetoric we heard starting September 12th. You know, you know what I mean about Muslim and Islamic extremists and, and all the crazy stuff they used to go with. And so it's not as if you get some level of reprieve from that. You don't, man. Like, it, it only gets worse when you start getting into these guys. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's pretty bleak and hopeless. Um... Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal 
ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, man. So it's not like you're going to hear Nikki Haley talk about um any policies or you know tim scott i don't know if you've seen he soft launched his new um this new baby this new baby girl not a, yeah. like a baby but like his new girlfriend or whatever yeah yeah uh, totally real girlfriend yeah his totally legitimate you know serious girlfriend yeah and yeah the vivek ramaswamy like that guy is just a complete total sicko opportunistic like Republican, you know, freaking. Yeah. The, the, did you see the, the moment? One of the moments that went viral was when, um, I mean, it was like, a, it's funny to watch, but it also is just depressing to, to think about the substance of the political discourse in our country. But the moment where Vivek um, was giving Nikki Haley shit because her daughter was on TikTok. And at first I was like, what? And I was like, oh, you know, these people are so. Oh, there we go. Here we go. This, oh, we have the clip. We can play the clip. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Waz is Waz is on the ones and twos today, so think I'm on the ones and threes. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right, here we go. Joining TikTok while her own daughter. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. The easy answer is actually... In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok. Wait, just the line, just the line was in the last debate, she made fun of me for joining TikTok. Like, like <laughs> I was running back because he's such a smarmy prick. In the last debate, yeah. she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters. Wrapping her up, that's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. <laughs> You're the scum. It's, You're uh, the scum. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's 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 great. Um no, and it's just funny because like well, but the, the, what's what's depressing is just that that's like at first it took me a second, I'm like, what? You made fun of me for joining TikTok, and then I realized, oh, it's because they're so anti-China. Yeah. Like um, and they're so they're such China hawks that even being on TikTok is like supposed to be politically disqualifying. You know, TikTok, which, which is by the way, mainstream. Yeah. At the debate on that anti-China front, Nando, sorry to cut you off. Um, you know, sickos like Tim Scott were basically trying to make their new axis of evil. Uh, China, Russia, Iran and North Korea as if they're like four countries that operate in concert with one another at every single turn, you know, sort of in the way that we see the state of Israel and our own um, government uh, operate. That's not how these four countries are. They just happen to be four of our, you know, um, international foreign enemies, if you will, but they're not, they're not actually, <laughs> They're not actually a coalition now. You know, there are countries 
you know, India, for instance, and other places like Brazil, other places in the global south who have sort of in more recent years been like, yo, America, we're not doing this freaking uh black and white us versus them we're gonna cherry pick you know the policies from countries that we rock with we don't really care if they're your enemy or not we're not gonna not deal with somebody diplomatically economically whatever uh just because the u.s has a problem with them that can't be the the you know the sort of uh the the cover charge if you will of being in the cool club with america like people have completely abandoned that sort of cold war way of yeah. thinking but america is so stuck in that mode that mindset and these psychos on stage are actually parroting this this nonsense yeah yeah i mean and the the thing to me that gets me or the feeling that I have when I hear a lot of this stuff, it's different from back in the day. I mean, well, as you and I are old enough to remember, you know, uh, what it was like after 9-11 or whatever, like people felt sincerely that America should lead the world for a project to make the world a better place. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, even when you hear that kind of talk, it feels completely empty and it feels completely cynical and that those people don't, don't actually do believe that. it. Like those, those psychopathic neocons in the Bush administration were true believers, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And, and then there was like the liberal do-gooders like your Samantha Powers and your Barack Obamas and stuff like, you know, mm -hmm. who believe that America is like an indispensable nation that needs and, to and we're the spread and, the idea that we were spreading democracy because democracy yeah. like American style democracy and Western style democracy is so beautiful and infallible. And these savages are still, you know, adhering to like tribal, yeah. uh, you know, conflicts and order. And we're going to bring them into modernity and, you know, these savages in the caves, like it's, it's the classic colonial sort of rhetoric right we're civilizing yeah. the savage they don't even bother with that anymore it's just straight up um we got to project strength might yeah. is right that's it yeah so yeah i mean it, it, it just feels like has like a much more violent edge now than it used to also like just to kind of like it feels a little bit like a kid you know the kid who who feels like he's not getting his due in the playground and just like ruins the game for everyone, you know, takes the ball and <laughs> takes goes home. Ball home. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Look, let's play oh, this. Well, Vivek I got clip. another, I got yeah. another Vivek yeah. of another Vivek. Um, what you would call it a clip real quick. Here we go. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. And frankly, look, people there. <laughs> this guy's sick. He's, He's way too online. We always talk about this. He's you can't be online and be a successful politician. That's AOC's downfall. He's such a loser. Joe Rogan, because Joe Sixpack gives a fuck about Joe Rogan. He doesn't, bro, like at all. Like, yeah. nobody, like, yes, Joe Rogan has a very popular podcast. And yes, we think digital media is going to be the media of the future but he's not he's not like howard stern or something like where everybody understands like who he is and what he does on the media side like this is crazy this yeah. is nuts this is what this is exactly what tanked ron DeSantis's campaign you know the governor from your home state uh the great state of florida like he thought yeah. he was gonna come with this woke mind virus and all of the nonsense discourse that you get from 
quote unquote left and right people on the internet and everybody's just that has encountered his sicko nature has been like yo what what is he talking about yeah you know um just yeah. to, i mean just remember i mean the, um ron DeSantis uh announced his campaign on x slash twitter and the live stream like collapsed. And remember that? Like that's your <laughs> yes, you're way online, dude. You're, I'm sorry, you don't understand. Like, how why do you think? Why did you think launching your campaign on X was the wave? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, how many people are actually on X? Like, how many voters are actually on Twitter? That's sick. Anyway, yeah, no, anyway. Uh, the, that um, that whole enterprise, and you're right. I, I'm glad that you pointed out um, the just weird nature of um, the Republican primary at this point, where Donald Trump gets to just completely ignore these dudes, and uh, <laughs> and they just go on stage and make a complete fool of themselves, um, and. You know, we go from one set of fools to another one. Um, your man Joe Manchin just announced today that senator from West Virginia, Democrat. You know, what's a dino? Is he a dino? He's a dino. Democratic, Democratic name only. It's like a rhino. Yes, but, yeah. yes, he's a dino um, in the worst way possible. By the way, um, he announced that he's not running for re-election for the Senate. Which tells you he's ready for, you know, his next phase of just raking in mad dough. Just getting it paid. Yeah. Sitting on boards and, you know, honorary speaker and consulting and all of this other shit. Uh, he's done being in the Senate. And what he's going to do, Nando, is he's going to try to unite the center. That's what he's going to try to do, Nando. He's, he's going to try to go around the country, he said, uh, uniting the center which essentially means what I think and what most people think is that the no labels nonsense, which is that a super PAC? Is that a think tank? What is think tank? What is no labels? Yeah, it's like a uh, it's um, a collection of current and former politicians <laughs> who. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's not like it's not really like a super PAC. It's kind of like more of like an advocacy group, um, you know, um, I don't know. Like it's it's just fucking bullshit. It's like a. It's more like a um, like a like a move on or Center for American Progress, probably, but mm. for for you know, for the center, you know. Yeah, and so of course these are the just like your run of the mill, milk toast, centrist ass, you know. Well, not just it's it's even worse than that. It's there what they do is they basically advocate for policies that help the rich and yes. try to browbeat mostly Democrats into into supporting it. You know, because Republicans already agree on all that shit. You know what I mean? It's it's a basically a way to hedge against Democrats winning power for the rich, if that makes sense. Right. And <laughs> again, it's it's there is no constituency for these clowns. That's why they had to start their club. There's no like, oh, we're the no labels portion of the Democratic Party. Like, say the Black Cong um, Congressional Caucus, right? Uh, like, look, 
I have my own problems with those homies, but you know, you understand it. It's like the black people in Congress, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, or even like the squad or whatever. Uh, this The reason why this group doesn't exist <laughs> is because like, this is what the establishment already is. This is what Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries already do every single day. It's just, I don't know. I think they just feel like the brand of establishment or centrism has become rightfully so a dirty word. Because yeah. again, there's no actual voting block or constituency for these ideas of, you know, being nicer to corporations. And so, yeah, they're just like, yo, we used to be a party that liked business that like corporations and some democrats rightfully so are like yo this shit is nasty it's it's tone deaf for us to come out and be you know sucking corporate dick every single day when everyday people are suffering so by the way not that they don't even go out and vote like that anyway it's yeah. really just a rhetorical game like even the name of quote unquote no labels it's just like, oh, we need to go back to civility because Americans' lives were so much better when politicians spoke politely to each other in public. It's, it's just completely crazy. But the reason why this is important is because, one, Joe Manchin's West Virginia Senate seat is probably most definitely going to a Republican. Yeah. And so he's dealing a blow. He's stabbing the, 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 the Dems in the back that way. And his freaking third party candidacy is not going to have any Republican juice behind it. No, this is going to be an attempt to siphon off, you know, suburban, uh, upper middle class, white collar Democratic Party voters who have kind of become the bread and butter of the party. And it's just like he's just stabbing these fools in the back. Um, and again, this is the same Joe Manchin that has held up every single bill Joe Biden or anybody else ever wanted to do uh, so that he could get his buddies in the fossil fuel industries as many concessions as possible. This guy yeah. has been, you know, the most annoying, awful them that you could imagine. And he's wielded that power. I remember when Joe Biden first got elected, it was like a joke that like, Joe Joe Manchin thinks he's the president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Joe Manchin thinks every single bill should go through him or whatever. And now this is just the final death blow. Before he goes swims in his money like Scrooge McDuck, he's just gonna deal the Dems one last final death stroke. Yeah, I, I, you know the the silver lining I, I find all this is like finally the Democrats will will not have you know the, their best excuse. Like I think they kind of secretly yes. like that Joe Mac Mansing. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe Manchin was, you know, was so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's at least they won't, they, they, they'll have one less excuse to like not pass anything that helps anyone, you know, a classic, it always was like, well, we can't do anything to help your healthcare or to help your pension or whatever. Yeah, Joe Manchin um, won't let us. Yeah, he won't let us. Um, and there's nothing we can do to pressure him, you know? Um, so yeah, sayonara, Joe Manchin, who gives a shit? Um, and speaking of Joe Biden, uh, Sleepy Joe gave a gave a speech in a meeting with the UAW. Um, he went and met with the leaders of that union in support of their now after fresh off of their victory over so the big wild. three auto automakers. 
they're now, as we said, um, an episode or two ago, they're now about to try to organize Tesla and Toyota in America. Joe Biden was at a rally in support of that effort. And at one point during the rally, he ripped off his jacket, Nando. Yeah. To throw on a UAW sweater. It's wild. Um, it's like absolutely wild. <laughs> it's really wild. I mean, this is extremely LBJ. I was texting you that this is like, this feels like LBJ's presidency. I mean, the fact that a Democratic president sitting in office is so openly supporting the UAW is something that Obama would never have done, right? No. Um, or certainly no. President Hillary Clinton, had she won, would never have done, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it, it is really wild. But in the meantime, he, his polls are, his poll numbers are tanking because of oh, basically foreign policy because we're, because of his like just complete and total lack of ability to rein in what Israel is doing in Gaza. Um, and and this, this this feeling that this thing is just getting out, out of hand in a way that really affected LBJ's presidency with Vietnam, right? Like LBJ mm. built the Great Society, gave us fucking Medicare and Medicaid, okay? Mm. Um, and surpassed civil rights and would have go, gone down as one of the most popular presidents of all time, won the most stunning re-election campaign in, in American history at the time. And then was just completely derailed in a very short period of time by the war in Vietnam, you know, by foreign policy, which he didn't really have an interest in or care about or want to deal with. about it. This this guy was a lifer in the Senate. Like he never gave a shit about what was going on globally. <laughs> yeah. So it is really wild that like, you know, obviously, like we talked that we've covered the UAW strike um, extensively on the show. Um as we've said a million times, it is the most encouraging um, political development in America uh, in several years. And the fact that the president is so openly supporting them is a, is, is, a, is a sign of how when you flex your power, you force the politicians to come to you. Oh, yeah. You know, you force them to come to you, just like you force the bosses to come to you, et cetera. So, again, this is, this is a stunning political development. I mean, it probably flew under the radar for the mainstream media, but it is a stunning political development. Um, like, did I was did I send you that clip of, uh, of Jim Cramer, uh, reacting to, to the oh UAW? Oh my God. Yes. I, let me, we need let to play me, that. Let me, let we need me to pull play up that. Jim Cramer for y'all. Cause that was fantastic. But again, you know, Nando sent me this clip of, of, of Biden, um, <laughs> Given the speech at the UAW and just being completely like, you know, doing the right thing in a way that's just qu quite stunning. And I'm just like, God, man, just when just when I want just when I'm like, man, I, you know, it's time to completely dismiss this guy. He absolutely freaking sucks. Um, the way that he's handling this the situation in Gaza, uh, he he pulls me back in. It's it's freaking nuts. And um, here's Jim Cramer, you know, Jim Cramer, of course, CNBC host of Forever, um, famously, famously was like, you're a freaking idiot if, if, if you're giving up on Lehman Brothers. I'm Bear Stearns, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. a freaking idiot if you're giving up on Bear Stearns. You don't know what you're talking about. But like 2008, he was just so, so famously wrong. But like, again... You know, he is just so, he is so bought and paid for by um, 
the moneyed classes, the business interests, the corporate classes, you know, of our economy in America. Like he's just a mouthpiece for that. Anything that comes out of his mouth, that's what he's talking about. Um, earlier, and I, you know, I can't find. I didn't bother trying to find the clips before, but. He talked about, he talked about, I don't like this UAW rhetoric, this Sean Fain guy. He's talking about class warfare. And I'm like, Jim, newsflash. <laughs> They've been waging that shit on us for 50 years. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's he's talking about let's wage it back on, on our own behalf. Anyway, this guy was like, he was so sad about the rhetoric of the UAW and, oh, this UPS, the Teamsters. Oh, I can't believe this. This is killing me. Oh, my God. He was so sad. But after the UAW kicked the boss's asses, <laughs> he had no choice but to UAW. give it up. I think that the UAW was underestimated Paul Way because – I fain just beat them everywhere. It was very much guerrilla action. It was very smart. They were completely, uh, uh, they were outgained at every turn. I mean, it was almost like there were, they were, that fame was a great NFL coach who really figured out all the weaknesses of the other team and just came in and blew them away. Um, they were blitzing. They were doing everything <laughs> right. I mean, they had like linebacker and quarter blitzes and safety blitzes. And you know, they like the the other guys. Like the like I love I love Farley and I love Barr. And you know, you know. And I think that they were, wow, what happened? They were in the wow, what happened camp. And you know, when the game was over, it, it was just a real beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most satisfying clip I think I've ever seen in the history of cable news. Dude, the business press is so much worth more worth watching and engaging with than the political like CNN or MSNBC or anything like nonsense. Like, you know, they talk about real issues on the business press. They're just on the other team, but they're more yes. honest in a way, right. you know, like and just hearing Jim Cramer, who is like the the smiling face of American capital, you know, mm -hmm. um, it just, you know. Tip his hat to fucking the UAW and Sean Fain for for their guerrilla tactics and for doing safety and corner blitzes. You know, um, that, that was so fucking satisfying. And before we end the show, we just want to hit you guys with one more clip because we want to keep the good vibes rolling in here. And it's a clip of our former president, Donald J. Trump, oh, so 40, AKA 45, AKA the MAGA Messiah. Um... He's at a campaign rally in Florida, once again, Nando's home state. And uh, <laughs> you know what? The clip just kind of speaks for itself. Let me just let me just cue this up and shut the hell up. <laughs> and your Congressman Carlos Jimenez, you know him? <laughs> Carlos Jimenez. Some people say Carlos Jimenez. Oh, you don't like him? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Carlos, come on, Carlos. Carlos, come on. Now, Carlos Jimenez. Really? Wow. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> He's genuinely so surprised. Like, wait, you don't fuck with somebody that I fuck with? Yeah. That's crazy. So, How could that be? Hialeah. Wow. That's where they at, boy. That's your neck of the woods, isn't it? 
That's highly, uh, it's so funny because like he, he probably like met with Carlos Jimenez, probably, uh, first of all, like he couldn't even pronounce his fucking name. Like Carlos Jimenez. Jimenez. He, he said like, Carlos. Some people say Jimenez. 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 I don't know. I don't know, folks. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's like, he probably met with him and, and Jimenez probably did the appropriate genuflection to Trump. And, you know, Trump probably liked him. And then he probably assumed that everyone else liked him. But then when he gets up there, right. he's like, but you guys don't like him? But he doesn't That's actually crazy. care. He's just like surprised. It's so fucking funny, man. If you guys can oh, find no. We gotta run there. this back one more time yeah. before we get Carlos, you gotta straighten and it out. And, and your congressman, Carlos Jimenez, do you know him? Carlos Jimenez. Some people say Carlos Jimenez. Oh, you don't like him? <laughs> you don't like him? What's going on? Carlos, come on, Carlos. Well, you gotta get that straightened out. Carlos Jimenez. Really? Wow. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. And your congressman, Carlos. Jimenez. Oh, you know? uh, Carlos. <laughs>